Hello, hello. Oh my gosh, it has been so long. This is Brittany Geneva, Mindful Musings, Episode 7. You guys, I mean, just please don't judge me because... I know like one or two episodes ago, I was like, I'm going to do this thing every other Thursday. Oh man, like I'm getting on a good track. And then, I mean, how many weeks has it been, child? Get Have mercy on me. I just started a new job. It's a lot of work. Oh, but shout out to my friend Dex. He has been like, every time I see him, what's good with that podcast, Brittany? Where's the next episode? I'm like, dang. Okay. All right. Even if just for the sake of not having to have this conversation, the next time I see him, I will record this podcast. (laughs) But I actually have a very relevant topic today being Valentine's Day. Um, You know, look, it, my take on it is going to be like, you know, more related to dating and relationships, but I think it can apply to any life situation. It's not necessarily just for dating, but I thought relevant for February 14th, this made up day of love. Um, we could talk about, you know, some dating related topic. So, you know, I kind of want to get into this idea and this is very personal. I also want to start by saying, you know, a I don't want this to be any type of advice. I'm not trying to tell people how to live. I'm not trying to tell people what to do. I am the last person to give dating advice. Okay. Look, what type of dating record have I had? Not one that qualifies me to give advice. (laughs) I'll tell you that. So this is just me talking about my experiences and my life and my observations. No advice here. So if you take anything away from this, amen, but I'm not trying to tell people what to do. Um, but I have had some revelations lately that really have centered on this idea of the voices and the messages that start to shape our thoughts. I feel like my whole life I've been receiving certain messages and certain you know, almost this playback over and over again in my head that I've only recently realized has shaped me and some of my ideals so strongly that I had to make a very concerted, thoughtful effort to try to make my slate clean, try to clean my palate entirely and start from scratch where some of these voices were coming in and really making me think about things all wrong. And it's not like, you know, I I don't want to blame like, oh, society, my family, like they're the reasons why I wasn't making good decisions because we're all responsible for what we do. It's up to us to be self-aware and thoughtful. But I do think it's hard when you're receiving certain messages from many different sources and many different inputs in your life to have the amount of self-awareness necessary to shut all of them off because it's been a pretty consistent message across many different um, 
communicators in my life. You know, obvious, the most obvious one is social media and all of the images and all of the, of just the curated perfect timelines that you see relating to relationships and dating and couples. And you see these beautiful couples on their beautiful vacation with their beautiful poses. And I'm like, Oh my God, like they look so perfect. I have to have that. And I go on Facebook. I'll be honest with y'all like straight talk, no fucking chaser. I have deactivated my Facebook multiple times simply because I felt like the algorithm was trying to play me with all of the relationship updates. Why am I logging into this thing and my entire feed is engagement and wedding photos and -and so-and-so just got in a relationship with such and such. And I'm like, so there's nothing, I, I doubt this of my almost 2000 Facebook friends that not one of them is doing anything other than being in a relationship. I I don't think that's true Facebook, but they be knowing they be having the algorithms and the formulas. And I was like, you know what? Let me just, let me get settings. Look, deactivate. Are you sure? Sure am. Let me get the hell off of this thing. Got my brain all jacked up and it's not even on some jealousy, hating, none of that. I'm looking at these couples like they are beautiful, (laughs) you know, that's goals. And I don't have that. It's it's causing me a level of distress that I don't even need to have. But in addition to that, it's also causing me to have images in my head when I do meet somebody that I'm, I'm unwittingly comparing him to what I see. If he doesn't fit the image, well, we're not going to look cute in in Facebook pictures. And I know y'all probably think like, damn, Brittany, that's some shallow shit. But I think we all have an element of that. I'm not about to shoulder that by myself. We all have an element of that. How do we look together? And that's amped up when when Facebook and Instagram and all these other things show you an image that's not even real. (laughs) And then in the actual real world, not just on social media, I've had a lot of incoming messages from people even they think it's a compliment. And it, I mean, it is a compliment, but there are certain things that people say and do that give you cues. One of the most enduring, consistent things that I've had said to me throughout my entire adult life is, Brittany, you're so beautiful. You're so ambitious. You're so smart. You're so successful, whatever. Pick your adjective you're so whatever. Why are you single? You should be in a relationship. There's got to be some guy out there who recognizes how great you are. And I'm like, thanks. Appreciate the compliment. But also as my mind interprets that over and over again, it sort of sounds like, so A, there's something wrong with me because I'm single, but also B, I guess there's a a certain guy that I should be with? Is there a certain type of guy that should be with a smart, successful, beautiful, whatever woman? Add to that the fact that in the past, I have dated a guy for almost a year who once we broke up, everybody felt very comfortable, very comfortable. I was like, wow, I appreciate how open y'all are, but also I don't because wow, but everybody felt very comfortable. 
Brittany, I don't know why you were with him. He was not good enough for you, girl. Oh my gosh, you could do better than that. And it, it, it's not like that was conciliatory language, like he broke up with me and they're trying to make me feel better. I broke up with him. There was no hard feelings. We were very like amicable. It was nothing shady. So it wasn't like people had to say some stuff to like big my head up. They were literally just like, thank God I can finally tell you I thought that nigga wasn't shit for you. And I'm like, damn. And it's not because he was an asshole. He was so nice. There was not an asshole bone in his body. It was because he wasn't necessarily on that, you know, boss, like super smart, super ambitious, super whatever. And people have their thoughts about that. So I'm going through like, you know, it's a bitch is going to take some of this in. I Y'all are really giving me messages about the type of man that you see me with. And a stronger woman than me, honey, is the one who's going to be able to shut those messages completely down. I don't even want to get into my mom and my family and the stuff they tell me. I mean, you know, it's a lot. And then the men themselves give me messages. I have straight up had a man tell me, Brittany, you're perfect, you're beautiful, you're everything, but I can't date you because I'm not good enough for you. He went, he went on ahead and made that decision for me because of whatever success I've had, you know, whatever I was doing in life at the time that he felt was so amazing. He just judged himself to not be worthy. And again, that puts messages into your head. The guys themselves telling me this, that's not the first time that that's happened. And I'm sitting here like, what well, am? So how does that not create an image? So after receiving all of that input, all of that, all of those voices, all of those messages over the years, without even realizing it, I had created an image in my head that really was like, this is the type of man I should be with. And it wasn't necessarily a shallow image. It wasn't 6'2", tall, dark, and handsome. It was just an image that was specific to what I thought would complement me. And actually, I mean, yes, there was an element of looks, but it was actually more about accomplishments, achievements, successes, resume. Those were the things that somehow over the years I had come to value more highly than anything. And really sort of more focused on how me and this person look together, how this person, how much this person has accomplished, how much we could be a power couple. That, that was the stuff that was in my head. And I felt very dedicated to that. And then last year, I got slapped in the motherfucking face because I met a guy who checked off every single thing on my list. Every single thing from top to bottom, A to Z. PhD, good job, you know, woke. Well, I thought it was woke. It ended up being hotep. I misread that shit. Um, you know, handsome, successful, all this stuff. I'm sitting here like, this is, wow, I hit the jackpot. Child, look, if that's the jackpot, I'll be broke, please. Because that shit ended up being terrible. That ended up being the devil. And, I, and I'm saying that like with a straight face. That ended up being the devil. 
And that was the moment that I had to take a full step back and say to myself, now, wait a second. I found someone who hits everything on my list and they're trash. So what does that say about my list? And at the same time as that's happening, I'm witnessing my friends and people very close to me who are in these relationships. Earlier, I talked about what I was seeing on Instagram and Facebook and all the fake shit. Now I'm talking about people whose relationships are up close and personal. Like I'm at the house hanging out with you and your husband, you know, that type of closeness to where I can really see what's happening behind the scenes. And when I saw those, I'm thinking, wait a second, this dude, if I met him, I probably wouldn't, I mean, I don't know that he would check off everything on my list, but he's amazing. And my friend is so happy. And what the fuck am I on? Because I would miss out on this. I have probably already missed out on this because I'm focused on the wrong thing. And that is not rocket science. Other people probably could have already told me the same thing, but I had to go through these experiences and and witness these things for my brain to finally start to make that transition to say, you got to start thinking differently on this. This, all these voices that you've heard in the past and all these messages that have been coming in over all these years, you have to just shut them off because they are actually causing you to make very bad decisions, whether that is giving too much attention to an asshole or overlooking a very good man, which I have done. So that's what, that's when I really had to wind it back. And I think everybody needs to do that. You know, I, I hate this. Don't get me started. I hate this narrative about single black women and Oh, so many black women unmarried and folks want to make a buck off their books and their movies and their bullshit. I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't even think that the epidemic, so-called epidemic is even that serious or that bad as you paint it because I know way too many married ass black women. I feel like everywhere I look, it's a married black woman. So what are you talking about to a black man? So I'm like, I really don't even witness that in my own life. But on top of that, it's real easy for people to play into that because it's salacious. It's a good headline. It'll sell a book. It'll make a movie. And I'm not with it. So I definitely think that whole thing is bullshit. But I will say that I think all people, Black women included, who you know, may be experiencing some uh, difficulties in their love life or not having the outcomes that they desire could benefit from a step back to look at and examine yourself. And that's exactly what I had to do because at the end of the day, I have lived in three cities all, you know, across the East coast, across my whole, you know, my adult life. And I've had the same dating issues in every one. So at some point I have to look at my damn self and say, now the only common denominator here is me. What might I have been bringing to the situation in terms of my thought process that wasn't productive. And I realized that there was a lot of, uh, a lot of comparing people to an image in my head instead of looking at them 
for who they are and prioritizing the most important things in terms of how they treat me, what is their character, what is their integrity, what type of person are they truly? Because somebody could have a good job and it's gone tomorrow. Somebody could have those degrees and that ambition and starting a business and working hard, but their business is not laying next to you at night. You know, I'm like, that really don't do me no good in the end. So I got to find somebody who's going to value me and treat me right. And that is, y'all, as I say this, I'm like, I know that that is not rocket science. Like I'm really saying something that many people have already figured out a long ass time ago, but I really just came to that conclusion in a way that I can actually act on it recently. Because in my head, I really was feeling like if I don't have a guy who matches me, who's on my level, who's grinded as hard as I am, who's as successful as I am, I'm settling. I don't want to be with no man who's not, who doesn't work hard with as me, who doesn't, you know, do what I do. But who cares? That's not what tells, that's not what speaks to how a man treats you. What speaks to how he, you know, to who he is. And how he treats you is his character and the integrity and the honesty. So I had to have that come to Jesus with myself and stop looking at it as settling. It's not settling. That don't got nothing to do with settling for less. That's striving for more. That's Sierra, you know, that I'm going to the next level. But what I realized is it's not settling. It's reprioritizing. It's taking something that was previously at the top of the list that was very shallow and moving it lower on the list. It's not off. I mean, look, I'm never going to stop caring about a man who's achieved a man who's been successful and all of that, but I'm not going to let that be number one anymore because who cares? That doesn't speak to how happy I'm going to be in that relationship. So that has been something that I've done recently. I think it's already paying off. Um, I recently reconnected with somebody, you know, somebody I've actually known for a long time. He's been there all along, but I, I wasn't looking at him like that. And then he came back into my life and now I'm seeing him differently. So look, I'm not, you know, I, I can't say it's a happily ever after yet. We not there, but already my mind change has opened me up to somebody who was already in my life, who I wasn't looking at properly. And that just goes to show the importance of changing that thought process, getting those other voices out that are distracting and wrong and focusing on what's really important. So on this Valentine's Day, that's just my little two cents on how we can be, you know, if you're, if, if you're looking for a relationship and you want that, Take some time to consider your thought process and how it might not necessarily be lining up with what you say you want, because that's what I did. And I already feel like I'm seeing good results from that change in my perspective. Um, so that's it for me, this episode seven of Mindful Musings, this Valentine's Day edition. I hope that you guys all had a great day. And if you, uh, 
did not have a Valentine, then fuck Valentine's Day. This is not even an important holiday. So uh, if you want to chat with me, uh, you know, chat about what I've talked about in this podcast, hit me up. I'm online, Brittany underscore Geneva. I have a blog, mindfulishly.com. I, I'm all over the internet and pretty easy to find. So I hope to hear from you and I hope that you'll be back in two weeks. I promise for episode eight. Bye.